Good morning, everybody. We are live in the studio of Triple H 100.1 FM. My name is Alexi Boyd, here to present Small Biz Matters People Policy Purpose. Now, what's the show all about today? Well, as small businesses, we understand how important data is. It's critical to run our business on a day-to-day basis. We are understanding and aware of what we need to do with our customers' data. And increasingly, we're becoming very concerned about our own data and issues around cybersecurity. But we're going to talk about a different type of data today. And that's the statistics that are used on a daily basis by the government to help make policy decisions. Now, why is that so important for you as a small business owner? Well, as we talk about on the program, policymakers make decisions every day that affect your business on a daily basis too. That could be anything around HR or industrial relations or cybersecurity or energy or any of those policy areas that affect small businesses. So this week on the show, we welcome Bjorn Jarvis. He's the head of the Labor Statistics Program at the ABS, the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Why are we exactly talking to the Australian Bureau of Statistics today? What has this got to do with my small business? Well, that's because they are advocates, independent, and they are for the power of high quality statistics in understanding the Australian economy and society and for informing important decisions by businesses, households, and more importantly, governments. And as we know, many of these policies are based on this data. So we're going to learn this week how about how this data comes about, how it's prepared for government and how it's delivered. Welcome to Small Biz Matters, a show where we are dedicated to empowering small businesses and advisors to engage with policy and advocacy. Why? Because what government does very much matters to all small biz, good and bad. Sponsored by the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman's Office, each week we sit down with experts, advocates, business leaders, policymakers and politicians to dive into specific areas of government policy that affects your clients and your business. We'll give you the heads up on what's coming down the policy pipeline, find out who's fighting in your corner and empower you with ways you can influence those decisions which affect your business every single day. We proudly broadcast live on our local community radio station, Triple H 100.1 FM, the community broadcasting network, and later wherever you get your favourite podcasts. Let's hear from this week's expert on Small Biz Matters. People, policy, purpose. Today on Small Biz Matters, I'm very excited to be live in the Australian Bureau of Statistics, an interesting building in the middle of Canberra, and I'm joined by Bjorn Jarvis. He's the head of the Labor Statistics Program at the ABS. Now, why are we talking to the ABS, you may ask? Because they're a really interesting group of people who are fascinated by statistics and economics, but what has that got to do with my small business and what does it have to do with people, policy and purpose, which is what Small Biz Matters is all about today? So Bjorn is the head, as I said, of Labor Statistics at the ABS. He's a prominent advocate for the power of high quality statistics in understanding the Australian economy and society and in informing important decisions by businesses, households and importantly, the government. He's a regular voice in public commentary and on social media, highlighting important insights from the ABS, including the experiences of small businesses. He's passionate about small business owners being able to get their hands on data with lots of data available for free through the ABS website, which we're going to be hearing about today. It includes information on how their industries and communities are changing, some benchmarking tools, and also deep diving into information specifically in their area and for their cohort. Welcome again to the 
program, Bjorn. Thanks, Alexi. Great to be here. And it was great because last time we had a very interesting discussion about the ABS and the sort of data that it provides to small business owners. But importantly, today I want to talk about the data that is utilised by government. So let's start off with who influences the decisions on which data is most important and when to release it. So the ABS is independent. Uh, So uh, in that respect, we always do what is important. uh, And a lot of the information that we produce is information that we've been producing for a very long time. But our mandate is very much around informing Australia's important decisions by delivering relevant, trusted and objective data statistics and insights. And so our focus is making sure that government has the most important data, and that's information across what's happening in the economy, what's happening in society, what's happening within the population, what's happening within the environment, uh, but also what's the information beyond government that is critical to those decisions that need to be made, right down from uh, big business down to small business, from community groups to major peak bodies. So our focus is making sure that we've got information to answer all of those key questions that people have that underpin all of those important decisions. So you mentioned that the ABS is independent. How do they decide uh, what data is important for government to make those important policy decisions? So we have regular discussions with people that are using the data. So we're closely connected into government, having regular discussions with government. Um, ABS data features in just about everything that government does. So people will be familiar with the term evidence-based policy, which sounds like a bit of a buzzword, um, but it's really at the heart of how the Commonwealth government or the state and territory governments and the local government um, stakeholders operate. So evidence-based policy is how you deliver the best policy uh, and data's vital in that um, evidence base. And you see that at every point that governments go through government policy. So uh, right from identifying issues, they use ABS data to work out uh, which groups are doing well, which groups aren't doing well, um, where policy can make a difference. So identifying the issues uh, through to the design of policy, So including the questions that they need to answer around um, who's the policy going to help, uh, what does the policy need to cover, when, how's it going to be implemented, why are we doing this policy, and then right through to monitoring the policy and then evaluating the outcomes of policy. So all of those are points uh, where government need robust information, uh, where they need to have conversations with the ABS and where they provide a feedback loop to the ABS. So we have regular discussions around the data that we have and how to make most effective use of that data, uh, where there's new data or opportunities for new data, right through to where there are gaps, where we need to, to have discussions around investing in new information. So this is a small business program. And when I think of data, I automatically think of small business and how it affects um, our economic output as small businesses. But you're actually giving this data by the sounds of it to every government department. You have to be across so many different sets from climate through to economics, through to population and um, even, you know, food and health. So that's quite a big remit, isn't it? 
That's right. So when people think of statisticians, they generally think of, I don't know, um, someone that's um, a real introvert um, sitting in an office uh, somewhere and pouring over spreadsheets. But a fair part of being a a statistician, particularly a statistician working uh, at the Australian Bureau of Statistics, is actually having conversations with people that are using the data. So that's regular conversations with government, uh, regular conversations with people that are engaging with government. So that's having conversations with small business um, directly, um, conversations with COSBOA and a range of, um, of peak bodies that are representing small business. Also just having conversations with people at the uh, local community level uh, and just about everyone. So given how important this information is, we actually have lots of conversations in order to understand what's needed um, and at the heart of it, what are the decisions that people are looking to make. And you've done some outreach work because I noticed I was recently at the ZeroCon conference. You're starting to get out there into community, talk to advisors, talk to small businesses directly. How important is that to shape uh, the nature of the economic data that you're 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 trying to gather in order to feed what they what they need? How do you have those conversations? What do you ask? So directly connecting with business has always been an important part of our business. So we've always been in the business of collecting information from businesses, um, about businesses, but also for businesses. Um, But certainly over the last probably five to 10 years, there's been a real step change in how we partner and collaborate with business. So going beyond, uh, you know, answering questions around what data is available or uh, sending out uh, surveys and then getting in touch with businesses to um, encourage them to respond as quickly as possible and talking about how important the information is, um, helping people navigate through the website. We're, we're now in a bit of a step change where it's actually having a discussion around how do we most effectively partner with business to ensure that we know what information is important, but also looking at ways of, of making providing that information as useful as possible. So we've got a, a new project that's uh, underway at the moment where we're looking at how to more directly source information directly from business in order to be able to lighten the load of uh, providing information to the ABS and responding to surveys. So I guess building on some of the recent success that the Australian government's had working with business around single touch payroll reporting and being able to more seamlessly uh, have data flowing out of business into government, uh, we're actually looking at how we can do the same or a similar approach with accounting software. So being able to actually um, get information that's already sitting within small business, medium business and large business systems in order to be able to use that information for statistical purposes. So some of the the early trials that we've been doing, looking at that, so we've um, been partnering with Xero, MIOB, um, Intuit QuickBooks. Um, So those large accounting software packages that people would be really familiar with to look at, well, if we're um, directly sourcing that information, we could potentially cut down the amount of time that people are spending responding and providing data uh, uh, to the ABS. And, And some of the... Information that we've already seen um, tells us that we could probably reduce the amount of time people are taking to respond to, to our surveys and provide that data from around 45 minutes, probably down to 10, probably less than 10 minutes. So that's a bit of a step change in how we're partnering with businesses to actually have a discussion uh, around 
how do we actually work together? Now, as part of that, that's not only how do we get data from small businesses um, into the ABS in a, in a faster and a less painful way, but also looking at how that could potentially be a two-way flow of information. So one of the potential benefits that we could have from having, uh, you know, uh, software talking to each other or, or computer platforms talking to each other is, can we actually have some of this ABS data flowing back the other way? So is there the opportunity through this to be able to provide some of that really valuable data to business, particularly small business, uh, to be able to understand you know, how they look compared to other people in their industry. I love that idea. You know, not only are you providing the data that feeds um, the machine that gives the information for decision makers, but you yourself can be a decision maker if you've got data coming back to you. So I presume that those data sets within um, within accounting software are quite robust. Um, and once they're sort of cleaned up a little bit, they provide really great information for you. Do you imagine that in time you'll be able to send benchmarking information or industry information or comparative tools back through those accounting systems so that when people are running their annualised reports, for instance, they can say, here's a similar company or here's what's happening in my industry so I can compare myself to other similar businesses. Is that what you envisage? So that's definitely the goal. Um, so if you look at a lot of what the ABS has been doing over the last few years, it's been uh, around trying to make it easier for people to provide us with information, but also making it easier for people to access information and where possible to directly pull that information into their systems. So it's still compulsory, isn't it? It and is compulsory. How do you, was there a regulatory change or something that needed to happen with legislation to allow that data to come out of an accounting software as opposed to, you know, contacting someone and saying you compulsorily have to fill out this survey for the ABS? How did you bridge that, um, I guess, that new gap? Yeah, so so there wasn't a legislation change required for um, like it really builds on the existing contact that we have with businesses and just looking for a more efficient way of that information to be able to pass directly from business straight into the ABS. And then the same is also true. There's no uh, legislation uh, change required in order for information like benchmarks mm. to flow um, out of the ABS into small business systems. Wait, are you telling me that there's actually a piece of legislation here that has the flexibility to adapt and change with time? Wow. Yes. So the, the Census and Statistics Act, which is the legislation that governs the ABS, um, is very much focused around how do we make information um, not only, you know, like you said before, it's compulsory to, to respond to surveys, but also providing a framework for how does the ABS make this information available. So what we would be providing through those benchmark reports is already information that's available on the ABS website. So this is really a step change in, well, how do we change from an approach which is very much a 1990s, early 2000s approach of look at all this amazing information that small business can be getting their hands on that's on the ABS website to we know that you're time poor and you don't necessarily want to navigate through the ABS website as amazing as the ABS website is. <laughs> so this is a good mechanism for actually feeding that information directly to small business. And, and what I can really appreciate here is that you've recognised the natural processes uh, and how they have evolved in small business thinking. It's now digital, it's now automated, it's now instant in terms of being able, and, and it's starting to use AI and integration into other programs. There's a recognition there 
of that natural process and working within it. And I think what's also been quite impressive about the ABS and the way you work with other groups is that you are speaking openly and frequently with industry associations to ask them, with peak bodies like COSBOA. Tell me about that relationship a little bit more. What what do you get out of having those conversations with them? So what we get out of those conversations is a good understanding of what businesses are going through. So understanding um, the challenges that they face within their operating environment, um, but also the opportunities for information to make a real difference. And so that's one of the reasons why we're really going above and beyond to work out how to effectively connect with a lot of these things that are natural business processes that small business have. So if they're um, using accounting software and uh, it contains a whole bunch of really useful information that the ABS also needs in order to produce these really important statistics, well, how do we actually work directly with those software providers to be able to get that information, but also work with COSBO and a range of peak bodies to actually understand how does this actually look from a small business perspective? A fantastic discussion already. We're going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters. And when we return, I'm going to be speaking with Bjorn about how the data that the ABS provides actually influence government policy and where does it have the most influence. You're listening to Small Biz Matters, People, Policy, Purpose. We will be back after this. This episode of Small Biz Matters is proudly sponsored by the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman's Office. As Bifio assists, advocates and provides information to Australia's 2.5 million small and family businesses when and where they need it. As Bifio delivers practical and actionable advice and research to governments on how to improve policies and legislation. Since its inception, Aspifio has responded to over 40,000 requests for assistance from Australian small and family businesses and provides access to dispute resolution services, including assistance with disputes that fall under the franchising, dairy, horticulture and oil codes. Aspifio also connects small and family business with mental health support should the need arise. As an independent advocate for small business owners, Aspifio is committed to ensuring that Australia is the best place to start, grow or transform a business now and well into the future. See how Aspifio can support you at asbfeo.gov.au. And welcome back to Small Biz Matters, People, Policy, Purpose. We are live in the, I was going to say the studios, you don't, it's not really a studio, but hey, there's studios everywhere, <laughs> thanks to the um, the modern technology of a Zoom recorder. Um, Bjorn, just before the break, we, you were explaining to us how you work with associations and you work um, not just with the government, but other uh, representative groups of small business, which is so critical. What I'm curious about is once you've gathered all that data and you've got all that information, uh, you, you talked at the beginning of the program about feeding that information into government policy. Where do you think ABS has the most influence and where would you like to see it have more influence, for example? So as an organisation that lives and breathes data, our influence is uh, very much around how do we get more data flowing throughout the Australian community through whether that's um, the business community or community groups or um, down at the regional level, how those um, community groups can engage with information. So given our purpose is around informing important decisions that need to be made, we're at our best when the data that the ABS produces makes its way to the people that need to make those decisions. So our mandate is very much around um, ensuring that there's high quality information, 
but ensuring that that high quality information that we've got is actually used. It's not just sitting on a website and we're not just curating that information, but it's actually in people's fingertips. So that's at the Commonwealth government level and you'll see whenever anything comes out of the Commonwealth government, there will be ABS data left, right and centre in reports, whether it's something that's coming out of a budget process or, or an announcement around new policy, ABS data really kind of grounds and informs that information. But you also see that for state and territory governments, you see that at the local government level, it's very rare that a community level discussion doesn't have regard for census data or a range of region level information that we produce. But also that's incredibly important for informing decisions and informing statements that are made by individual businesses right through to peak business bodies. So although you're the Australian Bureau of Statistics, you're, the data becomes as granular as local. How, how minutia does it get? How small does it get in terms of that, that granularity? So the ABS releases about 500 statistical releases every year. And if we were to talk about how much data that is, so it's 500 statistical releases, so it's about on average uh, 10 a week, that's thousands or tens of thousands of products, we're talking about billions of numbers that we produce. So if you wanted a bit of a sense of the scale, even for something um, like our Data by Region product, there is information available for every region across the country, um, industry information, the jobs that people work, how many people uh, live in the area, how many people work in the area. So there's a huge amount of information that is available right down to a detailed geographic level. There's detailed information about particular groups within the population if you wanted to understand the different experiences of men and women, older people, younger people, people who were born in Australia, people who have um, arrived in Australia recently, people who arrived in Australia a long time ago, um, but also very detailed information that we have on industries. So if you want to understand what um, at, a, at a high level um, what the picture of the Australian business community looks like, there's ABS information right down to your specific industry that you're operating in, in your specific region that you're operating within. Does it go down to postcodes? Uh, so we have information for regions that are even smaller than postcodes. Wow. So um, you can look at things at a postcode level. We've actually got, um, and this sounds really nerdy, but um, statistical areas, uh, which is a way of um, chunking the country up into small regional profiles. Um, our Australian Business Entries and Exits release, which has detailed business demographics data, we have annual information for more than 2,000 regions across the country. So in, in most cases, that generally equates to down at the suburb level rather than a, a broad postcode level. So there's that. Um, if you're a small business owner and you wanted to get a sense of um, what's the single um, greatest untapped bit of infrastructure that you have available to you, which you could be using right now, it'd be jumping on the ABS website and actually looking at detailed data for your particular community that you're operating in or for the industry that you're operating in. So you mentioned jobs uh, and you mentioned um, other diagnostic tools that are really critical for small businesses to help understand the area in which they're operating or comparative yep. to other areas. That 
information, where does that come from? Because we do a census, what, every seven years? So it's every, every five years? Every five years. So it's a population <laughs> See, I've done my census. research. <laughs> every five years. But then how are you finding out information in between those five years? Things move much faster than every five years, right? So the ABS has a lot of information that flows into it. So we run a five-yearly population census. We also run regular surveys where we're asking inf- um, questions and collecting information directly from businesses, directly from people in the population. So people would be very familiar with the monthly labour force survey where we're collecting information from around 50,000 people uh, in the population every month. So that gives us a steady stream of information. But beyond census information, beyond surveys, we also have a huge amount of administrative data which flows into the ABS, particularly if we're looking at um, information about businesses, a whole bunch of information that flows through into the the ATO, which the ATO can then provide through their legislation to the ABS to produce statistical information. So you'd have the BAS data, which would give you income. You've got uh, single-touch payroll data, which shows um, fluctuations in, in wages and maybe even a little bit about how a business is doing according to how many staff they're employing. You're gathering this information from multiple sources. I'm just going to ask a quick cybersecurity question now. How do people know when it's the ABS asking them to do something and they're not getting scammed? So there's a whole bunch of information that we will provide that enables people to authenticate with the ABS that it's an official survey. Is there a two-step authentication process? (laughs) So there's a whole range of processes that we put in place to make sure that you know that it's the ABS that you're hearing from. Um, You'll be able to cross-check it with information we have on the website We've got um, phone numbers where you can make contact with the ABS to confirm that it's us. So right from the way that we're collecting the information, right through to how we store the information and also um, ensuring that the information is safe um, and secure when we share it and make it publicly available. Yes, we, so just, that, we just experienced that because we just went through like three different security doors just to get into right. this room where I can do the podcast, which it's really taken quite seriously. Should small businesses be worried at all about, um, because you mentioned that they're now gathering information and data from places like Zero? is that all uh, um, anonymised? Do they have to worry about the governance right. around that data? So the Census and Statistics Act, which is the legislation that the ABS collects data under, has always been very tight when it comes to how the ABS collects information, how it uses information, how it stores information, but also how it releases statistical information. So no small business owner should be concerned about providing information to the ABS because the information will be secure and there's no identifiable information that the ABS will share based on what small businesses provided to us um, with anyone else. And that's not just the information that's provided directly to the ABS through surveys or people responding to the census, even the information that comes to us from other organisations like the ATO None of that information, once it enters the ABS, is identifiable or can be, um, you know, uh, there is no way that people can look at the statistics that we produce and work back to this is information for this particular business. Mm. Most of what the ABS does is producing summary information where we take information from individual businesses, combine it together and then produce um, statistics from that. 
Okay, so that, that's that's really quite reassuring because obviously there's a lot of concerns about <clears throat> where data is stored, um, how it can be accessed, if there was a breach, what would happen. But if you're saying that the information is uh, anonymised almost from the moment it's it's captured, um, then that's less of a concern. But obviously you would obviously have a lot of secure processes in place to keep it safe yeah. as well. And it's incredibly important to making sure that Australia has the best information possible. So if we couldn't do what the ABS does and what the legislation requires us to do, then there would be a whole range of um, key decisions that wouldn't be able to draw on the most important information. So going back to your question around how vital this information is for governments and for decision makers, they need to have as much information as possible that provides as much granular insights into how businesses are going, how various population groups are going, how different regions are faring. And so it's incredibly important that people feel comfortable sharing that information with the ABS. And then the ABS can provide that information in the form of statistics and data to those decision makers. But for none of that information to be identifiable or to, you know, put businesses in, a, in an awkward position. So certainly at no point uh, do we provide information that feeds into compliance processes or audit processes. Our mandate is very much around providing information um, to help people make decisions in the form of statistics uh, and, and data. So our but focus is is research, not compliance. Yeah, I was going to say, so you're not part of that sort of over, overseeing entity no, like the ATO or anybody who's doing investigations. None of that feeds back through that. That's right. And, and our Census and Statistics Act specifically requires us to make sure that we not only keep the information secure, but the information is used for particular purposes. You're obviously very passionate about the work that you do and, and how much data you provide. Do you ever get frustrated <laughs> with media who seem to just skim over the top of it and just provide very high-level information? And I guess I'm really putting my small business advocate hat on here because whenever we hear about economic indicators, it's always gross macroeconomic figures like the unemployment rate or the inflation rate or the interest rate. It doesn't ever go into what's happening at a sector by sector level or, or really making those statistics relatable. You're trying to make statistics more relatable and important to the individual. Do you ever get frustrated with the way that it's reported? Yeah, I, oh, wait, I let do. Let me rephrase that. Do you ever no? not get frustrated? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good, a good way to, um, to, to frame it. There is so much that the ABS produces that doesn't get a lot of attention because people are very much focused at the macro level. Mm. So, um, yes, I'm frustrated uh, that there isn't uh, more focus on what the industry-by-industry picture uh, is or people drilling into the data and looking beyond the high level. I think part of that is also on the ABS for us to be able to continue the journey that we're on about making the information more accessible. So I threw out some stats before about 500 releases a year. Um, we know that every year there's about 19.5 million, 20 million individual website sessions. So we know there's lots of people jumping online to get data. So I think there's certainly something on us to be able to highlight a lot more of the interesting data, the interesting stories, but also to be able to present the information where people do engage beyond the high level. But also some of that is probably how we can more efficiently and effectively get 
this data in the hands of people. So um, I mentioned, you know, close to 20 million uh, website sessions. We now know that there's kind of machine-to-machine connections, mm. um, including um, data journalists, which is this new stream of the media that's looking to ingest information um, more directly using APIs, which stands for Application Programming oh, Interface so you've got open services. APIs with journos so that they can really go- delve that's into right. the data and look at it properly. So in the, in the last financial year, there are about 10.5 million API calls huh. from the ABS website. So the more we can kind of engage with data journalists, I think the more data that we get out there. And the more we can push data journalists to actually focus on the small business angle, um, the better that will be for the small business community as exactly. well. Exactly. And, and part of it is also seeing the small business community, particularly through peak bodies, being able to show that there's an appetite for data and using data when they're making submissions or highlighting issues that they're facing. So it has been really good to see not only the increased focus amongst governments around evidence-based policy and seeing data smattered through um, reports, um, media releases, statements, um, you know, um, policy announcements that they're making, but also seeing the increase in data in submissions to government inquiries and processes. And that, I think, will be probably the step change that we need to see in in this data becoming much more um, common, visible, and there being a greater appetite for getting below the surface. That's certainly a a wonderful um, success story there that you're starting to have such an influence not only on the government directly through, you know, back channels and talking to them about all that data, but also you're seeing it come through the advocates for industry. Now, how can that small business owner or if they're listening, uh, the, the member associations and advocates find out more about where to dive into this data and get those statistics that they need? Where can they look that up? So there's, I think, two places to, to start. Um, so the first one, which is probably the easiest way to get into the data, is start with data by region. So the data by region, which you can access directly from the ABS um, homepage, enables you to take a bit of a dive into now, you can choose what level, like what size region you want to look at. Like I said before, it could be down at the suburb level or it could be a bit higher than that. Um, and diving into one of those regional profiles and you'll get a sense of what information does the ABS have about the community that I'm operating within. And that can be a really useful starting point for, all right, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. Where can I go to find out more information on that? So there's a whole range of topics um, and you can then kind of work your way through that data. You can also export it into Excel if you're a spreadsheet junkie. There's a whole range of ways that you can get that data out of the, out of the ABS website. The other um, great starting point would be also looking at some of the business level information. And so we've got some great business surveys. So in MySpace, um, working in labour statistics, we obviously run a job vacancy survey and there's a bunch of really useful industry information. But a great one to start with is looking at the business characteristics survey that we do, where once a year we actually do a bit of a deep dive and we ask a whole range of questions about um, businesses, um, what they're doing, um, how they're performing, uh, and that I think is a really useful starting point to just get a sense of what's happening across business in Australia. So you've got the business characteristics survey, there's job vacancies, um, we do a a quarterly business indicators survey in addition to the business characteristics survey. So um, you can also just click on the ABS website under industry and you can get a sense of all the different business level information that the ABS produces. But um, I'm always a bit of a a junkie for um, starting with a map and seeing for a community, 
what's the interesting data for my community and, and data by region is a great starting point for that. Fantastic. Look, I really appreciate you coming on the program once again, Bjorn. It's been great to chat to you. Um, I love, always love chatting to boffins and talking uh to people who are clearly passionate about what they do, but it's it's wonderful to see that real data is making its way through to the policymakers. Thank you so much for joining me here on Small Biz Matters again. Thanks, Alexi. Great to be here. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Bjorn Jarvis from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Now, remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to over 220 episodes of Small Biz Matters. And if you are enjoying the program, let us know. And if you've got someone that you think would be valuable to have on the program as a guest, please get in touch. Now, who have we got on the show next week? Tuesday, the 28th of November will be Andrew Williams, who is the CEO of the Australian Consumer Communications Action Network. Why are we speaking to them? Well, they advocate for small businesses, particularly in the area of telecommunications. And that is rather timely given what's been happening recently with Optus and the outages. We're going to speak to him about how this organisation fights for small businesses in telco and why is he so passionate about helping small businesses in that industry. There's, uh, there's lots of ways that you can find out about those who are fighting for you for great, good policy and good policy co-design to make sure that your business runs smoothly. And remember to listen to the program each week on Tuesday at here at Triple H 100.1 FM. I'll see you all next week.